Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning low country welcome back for another edition of beyond the business heard exclusively here on 94.3 wsc every saturday morning from 9 to 9 30 or you may be listening to us via podcast at our website simply go to www.com coastalwm.com and click on the radio icon to listen not only to our show from last week but you get to go back and maybe binge on a little bit of beyond the business if you're bored today and listen to all of our shows for the last i don't know four or five years a lot of stories of entrepreneurship and leadership going on there Uh, i'm one of your hosts here this morning eric cox with another host, Byron Stahl. Still Good missing Leslie Haywood here in the studio. She'll be back she's next week. She's on vacation week. more than she's not. I'm you, jealous. You know everybody says she's our spark plug and I she's know. the one that makes us look good even though they can't see us. I don't understand that, but yeah, we'll take it for what it is, right? Yep. It is what it is. So here we are mid-July, hard to believe, we're flowing through the year. And uh, as we have year in and year out here on this show, just continue to be amazed by all the great stories of leadership and entrepreneurship and just the journey of what it's like to be in, what it's in, all in about, the ditches, the right? And so uh, last week was no exception to that. We had Mr. Martin Rolla, uh, who is the president and CEO of Sapiens Automation. And Martin, we're going to talk about you for a minute like you're not even here, if that's okay. Um, Byron, let's talk a little about uh, what you heard from Martin last week and a nugget that uh, stuck with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Martin, absolutely fascinating story. Please go to the podcast on our website on CoastalWM.com and make sure you get a chance to listen to it. And I think this show will make a lot more sense if you do. Um, But my biggest takeaway is that, you know, Martin was an absolutely avid reader. And he gives an example of one of the books, Go Giver, who I know, you know, it's a book we've all read. And, um, you know, one of the things he said is that reading books – helps so much you know obviously living and experience is second to none but we only have so much time out of the day we can only experience so much and it's just setting time aside and reading just enriches you know the entrepreneur so much and gives you know valuable lessons so that was probably my biggest takeaway what about you eric it's a good one um you know uh we talk a lot on this show and have over the years about kind of the nature versus nurture aspect of entrepreneurship and are you born with it or do you develop it and it's kind of interesting, you know, with with uh, Martin's story, you talked about the fact that, you know, you've wanted to be a business owner your whole life, and you've had this technical gift, but the idea of running and owning a business has been with you from very early in your life, even though you spent the better half of 30 years in, in corporate. Um, and then really your reflection on that corporate experience. Like me, uh, I was 20 years in corporate. Um no disrespect to that model, but you talked a lot about you know the fact that in the corporate realm you're spending a lot of time on things. Um, you know, yeah, I think you, your quote was something like spending more time talking about what you're going to do versus actually being out there and doing it. And so, um, you know, when we left off last week. We were kind of getting to the point of where in your story, Martin, that you had left corporate America, um, but we didn't get into the nitty gritty of that. And mm-hmm. so, why don't we back up a minute? You had. Uh, been up in Lexington, if I understand correct, mm-hmm. um, working with Apex Tool Group, another major 
a large company, and uh, some changes started to happen. So if you mm-hmm. don't mind, let's pick up with that. Yeah, so a couple of things. So I was at uh, Apex uh, Tool Group. Um, so that, that was uh, here in the Columbia area, and it's a great company. And uh, as I mentioned last week's show, I just learned a, a lot there. Um, they went through uh, uh, a case where they were, they were bought out by a private equity company. And when that happens, there's always changes, right? I mean, that's typically, I mean, that's the nature of that business, right? Which is something we're seeing more and more and more every exactly. day, right? Exactly. And there's different types of private equity, for sure. You know, so, but uh, in many cases, what will happen, and as would happen at Apex, is they get in and they, they, you know, they think they want to do some things different to change things. So they will typically go through some management changes. And, uh, you know, very often as the... The CEO that's there when the uh, company gets purchased, I heard some s- stat, and don't quote me on this, but somebody told me something like that. The average duration is about 18 months of the existing CEO, and I don't, I just heard that somewhere, but, and you do see that a lot, right? So then what happens is then when, when if you're in a company where you're kind of doing well in the culture, and that changes, and the culture is going to change. They're going to bring in new leadership, and then leadership always brings in leadership under them. And that's kind of what was happening at, at Apex. So, it, it got to a point where there were some changes going on, and it turns out my my uh, boss there left to become a CEO of another company uh, called uh, Wagner Industrial Solutions uh, over in Germany. But he, uh, when he did that, he needed somebody to run the Americas. So I ended up going and taking that role here and running uh, uh, the Americas arm of Wagner Industrial Solutions here. Now, that was... a Interesting, because it was just a, a smaller business, and uh, it, his point was we need to do a lot more here in the U.S. So I did that for a, a couple of years, and um, and then as that was just starting to get going again, then that went through kind of a, a, a little bit different flavor of kind of a restructuring, too. And, then, and that was at the point where I said, you know, at the end of last week, I said, okay, this is a sign. I just got to do that. So the, the role at Wagner actually brought me here to the Charleston area. And uh, as I mentioned last week, I was in the in the process of you know considering a joint venture in the robotics and automation space potentially, uh, but then uh, nothing formal yet. But then when this happened, I said, "Let's just do this." You know, it's a good market. Uh, you know, and uh, that's how I got here. Right. So a little bit of uh, planned activity, a little bit of things happening to you, and kind of listening to the signs and following them. You know. Well, I think it's important. There's uh, you mentioned signs and yes. If you want to talk about you know God's influence or whatever it is that, yeah. that things are going on around us, and a lot of times we don't listen or want to listen. Absolutely, yeah. And you have to you have to keep your ears open. But there's there, so right? much happening, yeah. exactly. And don't you know? Yeah, don't write them off to coincidence. If you really listen and uh, ask for it, and then listen in com- combination, it's amazing. You know, and you recognize the moment and took advantage yes, of it. I did. Yes. So exactly. instead of being at the mercy of restructuring, you say, you know what? I'm going to start my own deal and yeah. become my own boss. So yeah. walk us through the formation. Right. of the new venture yeah so um what we did is um you know with my background i i had a lot of as i think i mentioned before a lot of strategic playing background so we had some targets we you know we made sure that uh we knew what part of the industry we were going to focus on in our case uh we do primarily robot equipment and automation equipment but we all really wanted to focus on uh, people who are newer to the technology, uh, maybe don't have a lot of systems. There's a lot of places that will have hundreds of robots in their plants. We really wanted to focus more on the people who are newer because what we saw is that's a big underserved market, right? Um, so um, we, we studied that and did some business cases on that. And because I'd been in that industry or very close, I was able to kind of get some pretty good confident data on that. So were there specific niches? 
Yeah, well, it, there's there's a lot of different. Uh, it's it's not necessarily across a, a specific industry. It's pretty much heavy industry industrial, but it's not say an automotive final plant that has just robots right. everywhere. I mean, we do support them and do work there in certain cases, but it's more like a a person who's buying their first set of robots or maybe have a, a couple. Um, what we found, especially one of the areas we do a lot is in painting and things like that, is we go to places and people get robots in a year ago and then, now they were running great, now they're not running so well. So what we found is that people really weren't servicing their customers cradle to grave because you get this equipment in and as a equipment provider, you can get it in and get it running because you know what you're doing. But unlike the companies that have lots of robots, they, uh, they don't have the people to keep them running. So you need to think about it and the customers also, they don't know what they don't know because it's new to them. The word sapience actually means uh, sage-like wisdom. It's almost like a big biblical term to be shared with others. And that's why we picked it. And, you know, it doesn't mean we're, you know, godlike or anything like that. But the point is we have a lot of knowledge from our background. And we really want to help companies that need automation and can benefit from it, but more than just giving them the equipment. So whether it's training, we do some different things with training and kind of look at the big picture with them from even business cases and investment analysis as well. So I'm fascinated by the businesses that maybe haven't utilized automation in the past. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if that is an area where um, they have already made the decision to go that route and then they come to you or you guys are actually influential in them getting to the point of making that decision. But I'm curious of these businesses and manufacturing and whatever it may be, whom uh, sort of lights going off. What is that initial thought like, hey, we're now going to go down this path and you know, what are their fears? What are their concerns? What do you hear from businesses yeah. that, that maybe is a misnomer? Right. You know, the biggest the biggest thing out there, I think, is it, it gets down to the business case. You know, people don't realize what these systems cost. And, you know, typically they're several hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? And then they say, wow, how is this going to pay for itself? You know, it's, it's, you know, and what is this? And then also, what are the costs I don't understand? You know, you know, how do I keep it running and how do I get my people trained, right? And those are some of the things we help with. You know, not all, so we'll help you know, kind of help them break it down and say, here's here's how you could do a business case. There's been many customers we've gone to and say, hey, I know you want to use a robot here. It's not, not right time. for robots. Yeah. It's not right. not right. But you know what? Maybe this one over here looks pretty good. Uh, and, and I think that's the key because for us, we don't want to do one system. We want it to be uh, a system people go in, they use, and their business gets better. It's been great. Some of our earlier customers, it's really transformed the way they run their plant because of the, you know, improvements that it brings. But um got there not only by what the equipment does but by kind of tying out all the other pieces so so from a business model standpoint do you also serve it so you you know you sell the robotic equipment mm-hmm. to you know uh, xyz firm yes you know it, you know they have it for a few years and they run into an issue do you guys go in and make sure it's well serviced and what mm-hmm. have you yeah we will do some of that you know our, our goal our end goal is always to make the customer self-sustainable so it's kind of like take us out of your business but in reality you know there's always new things there so we'll do things from one of the simple things we, we do is when we put it in we provide video of our own training and we give it back to them because what we find a lot of people you know they get trained on something you give them a book and then oh my gosh what do i do yeah. but just like us we go to youtube right on something <laughs> it, it's a great tool and it takes us a, you know, a little bit of work but it helps them get more confident and helps them run the system better 
Well, we will go back in service. You know, these days, a lot of people have robots. If they get something new, they're like, how do I get this thing programmed? There's a lot of things you can do even remotely, believe it or not. They can send us something. We can program it here, send it back, and they can put it in. It's it's pretty great the way some of the technologies work these days. And by the way, in case you just joined us, just turned on your radio, and you're saying, well, that's great information. Whose voice is that? And I'm listening to It's that of Mr. Martin Rolla, again, who's the president and CEO of Sapience Automation here in Charleston. And in case you missed... The first half of Martin's uh, segment, which was aired last week, simply go to our website at coastalwm.com. And uh, as Byron said earlier, it may make a lot more sense than what you're hearing at this point. Um, And so, um, Martin, uh, an aspect of entrepreneurship that we dive into when we have the opportunity, in your case we do, is the fact that you have and had, I guess, a partner from day one Mm -hmm. coming into this, Anthony Marino, you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so, talk a little bit about uh, the dynamics of having a partner mm-hmm. in a business when it comes to decision making and direction and how has that relationship been able to um, help the business move forward right you know so what's great is we we kind of made a pretty clear um, assignment right up front when we did it even in our kind of our operating agreement and things like that who's going to do what now um, Anthony has a what's great even also for me is he has an established uh, robotics integration company with uh, that it has been uh, very successful, but they focus more on larger customers, right? So um, we pretty much split up the business by who we focus on, right? So I'm pretty much running all of the things for Sapiens, even though we're partners, and then there's some, you know, some, some ways we work together and share resources and also cross-market each other, if you will. Um, so it's been pretty clean because um, while he's my partner and we do updates and obviously talk through things, uh, in, in this particular case, I'm running the Sapiens, but we're also kind of behind the scenes. There's, a, you know, there's obviously a lot of uh, sharing and a lot of involvement both ways. That's good. So I, I have a question. As you're building a business in the Charleston market, you know, yes. the, most of our listeners are here local in mm-hmm. Charleston. What are some of the positives that the Charleston market provides for entrepreneurship and starting a, a business? And contrary to that, what are some of the negatives right. in the Charleston market? All right. You know, I think even in my last company, the reason I, I picked Charleston is because I really thought it's going to be the place where the business, the new business is going to be coming. You know, obviously, I was looking at someplace in the southeast, so we look at naturally Greenville and other areas in Georgia. But I just see a unique opportunity with the ports here, with the investments on companies like uh, Mercedes and Volvo and Boeing and all of that. What's going to go all is the auxiliary all, all the auxiliaries and come around. Yeah. It's a, and then also it's a great find another city that's on the on the coast that has industry like this that has this large shipping port. So I think the potential here is great. As, and then you combine that with having a great magnet city. You know what I liked about it is when I was thinking about the plan when we need to recruit people here. Obviously the the key is to develop them locally, which is a big part of what I want to do too. But when you got to recruit, you can get go, get people who are maybe this is their last job, not the worst place to. You know, live the rest of your life, right? Or it's also now becoming even attractive for uh, younger people too. So, being able to recruit on both ends, it's it's hard to get somebody to move. But you know, if you say, "Well, we got to move to Charleston," that's you're going to have a much better uh, choice of, of doing it. And have you seen um, examples of the resources of the Charleston community, business community, uh, any entity out there that's been able to help either you directly or indirectly as you all have tried to grow and build the business? Yeah, you know, there's a CDRA, the Regional Development mm-hmm. Authority, has been great in helping get some connections and getting things rolling here. So we've worked with them as well. Um, you know, what I'm trying to do is uh, uh, get also contacted with the, the different universities, whether it's Trident, Technical College, College of Charleston, Citadel, places like that. I have contacts that there. And I think also 
using them to kind of generate the, the next generation of employees and also a lot of opportunities for internships and co-ops. You know, I think that's, that's part of what will be key in the future too. And everyone seems motivated to do that. But, uh, uh, the, you know, I think we need to think of it holistically and make all the pieces flow together. And for you, it's not just a matter of trying to grow your business. There's actually a, a philanthropic side of this, a giving back element. Yes, and yes. so this is a good transition point, I think, where we could talk a little bit about, right. you know, you have a passion for young people mm-hmm. who maybe aren't going through the traditional pathway of college. Right. And um, you've created um, uh, a nonprofit, a matter of fact, yeah. down this scope. So let's talk a little bit about My Future Path and what that's all yeah. about. Yeah, so it's very early stages. Um, but, you know, part of when I uh, made this decision to start the business, it was I felt part of it was more than just starting the business. You know, I've always you always have this thing you want to give back, right? And in your mind, you, you do certain things, you know, of some people maybe are maybe much more involved earlier in their career, but I've always done some, but I'm like, man, I'm not giving my part back. And there's something here to this. So in addition to starting the business, I, I see in our system, robots and automation has progressed so much and there's so many more opportunities where it can be used. What you see in the industry is there's just a lack of people who are good at doing it. When you hire somebody into this space, you generally have to train them yourself for several years. Um, and then the other thing is, and I see this as an opportunity, I see sometimes in our, especially in our public school systems, you have certain students who are maybe very good hands-on, technical, they may work on their cars or maybe they work on computers or, or things like that. But maybe they're not the greatest, you know, uh, shining star students in school. They can maybe get average grades. They just don't feel confident about themselves they don't feel like they have what it takes necessarily but really they're a hidden gem it's just the opportunities to know that there's stuff out there you're really good at um you know are there for you so somehow tying that all together and we don't know exactly how we're going to do it but we want to start it out there and it, it has to do with connecting from the high school through the technical college to the to the college level as well as to the business level right and you know early on helping those students help them kind of figure out that hey i do have a good path that i'm good at i don't have to just kind of go out in industry and and kind of uh, look around this is something that you know i I can be good at because i tell you the the if you're good at this stuff it's a great career and it's a you you know it's a very rewarding both financially and other ways if you get into robotics and automation you're good at it and you don't necessarily have to be your your classic four-year college star student don't get me wrong some of those are great i'm kind of you know i went through some very good schooling but really the people who really make it tick and what is going to really change industry and help us do better are the people who get out there on the floors and design things and make them run and that's really what we want to help build and i think it's going to start at that high school level by getting uh getting those students motivated even through the technical colleges and then we have some great four-year programs coming out right in this uh industry right in the charleston area and so if somebody wants more information yeah you can go to myfuturepath.org and uh, like i said it's early right now but uh take a look at it if you're interested and more information drop us a note if you're interested in participating helping out you kind of believe in the calling and want to do that too you know let us know we'll certainly work with you to try to figure figure out how this comes together but there's just so much talk in this area and everyone's trying to do something if we can be one small piece of helping pull it all together and do something you know it's really what we want to do so. Absolutely, and it looks like you're involved with the College of Charleston, their new engineering program as yes, well. Yes, yeah, there's uh, a great... Walk us through that. Yeah, so there's a really exciting new systems engineering program. I think it's 2020 it starts, but, um, you know, I was uh, fortunate to be on the advisory board there and asked our input, and basically what I said is when people hire, whether it's us as an automation company or, you know, any of the manufacturing companies around here, 
you can get some good engineering degrees, but the things that they really need to know, they don't always have them. It'd be great if somebody out of college, you could kind of plug them in right away. I know that's always, it's always hard, but the thing is, is these days you can do it with a great educational program. So there's a program called Systems Engineering that has a mix of its robotics, it's like controls, and there's a mix of labs and, and also classwork. The other thing that's important is there's some project management. You know, a lot of the stuff is it's not just the technical. You're on a factory floor. you got to make decisions. You know, you always got to have plan A, B, and C. And it takes a certain mindset. Certain people thrive in that. They love it. Certain people are intimidated by it. So it touches on that, too, because it's more than just the equipment. It's, it's being able to you know, hit a deadline, get things done, make decisions, and then, you know, be prepared. And it, it really has a great balance of that. And I think uh, it's an exciting program. I mean, uh, really... Can't wait to see some of the students going through it. So before we run out of time, Martin, I want to kind of reflect back on your your life, your career. Mm-hmm. Um, you've told a great story. You've had a lot of great successes. You've been in big companies and you know, run your own business. Uh, but none of that comes without, obviously, the, the other side of the coin, which is the adversity and the tough mm-hmm. times and the challenges. And so when you look back and you think about your journey, right. uh, let's talk about maybe one of those moments that sure. was a, a game changer that really brought out the best in you. But maybe at the time you didn't see where the light at the end of the tunnel was right right yeah you so you know in the um you know if, if you talk about the story the transitions how i got here you know i mean uh, the reality is when you get higher in a company you know it's if people think it's a big it's stable situation it's not you know i was i was fired from jobs right and you go through that in these transitions you know they talk about restructuring i mean it's a nice way of saying you're you know they're changing their <laughs> leadership right and that can be a hit to your ego right it's like gosh i did a great there are these great things there but it's just they're going in a different direction and you have to put it in that perspective. You know, it's just people get that these days, especially in when businesses are being bought and sold. A new leader comes in, they make changes, different philosophies. So that was a challenge, right? Because you're, wow, you know, gosh, I think I'm, you know, great. And I just, I just got fired, right? And you, you just, but it is what it is. got to learn from that. There's, and and yeah. I say, do you think going through those experiences yeah. have helped in any way? In terms of what you today do today and running a business, um, yeah. In terms of uh, you know, you just gotta kind of you kind of gotta realize that you need to be in a situation that is a good match for you. You know, whenever those situations develop, the environment changes. All of a sudden, you recognize that hey, you know, I could maybe change myself and my core to fit the new culture, but maybe the culture, you know. So in my own business, you can make your own culture, yep. and that's you know, where people, po- process, and passion is what we're about because it's all about the people. As a leader, you're a servant to the people. That mindset is key and uh, really doing that. And not all companies, you know, the, live that mindset, right? And if so, it really made me appreciate that, that, hey, you got to be in the right culture. When you're in the right culture, everything thrives. And, uh, you know, that's uh, a lesson I got for sure. Uh, did I do some mistakes and how I got to my position? Of course, we all do. You just got to learn from them. You know, you make mistakes every day and uh, recognize that. So what does the future look like for Sapiens Automation? Mm-hmm. What is the vision? Do you have an exit strategy in mind? Just what does that look like? And not, I said not right now. We're not really thinking about an exit strategy, you know, because, I, you know, we just see uh, a continuous expansion of uh, serving. Uh, the automation industry is going to be growing. And we just see, you know, hopefully my vision is we're not only growing as a business, but we have this feeder program, right? We have people coming through the schools. We have, you know, high school kids uh, interning. We have technical college on co-ops, internships. And we're also, you know, I, I'll, I'll say we're successful in our is- industry. People get good people and they hold on to them like everything. Mm-hmm. 
But what I'd love to be able to do is, hey, we have 10 people going through. We're going to hire three of them, and we're going to take the other seven and place them with our customers. If we can get to a point of where we're doing something like that, you know, that'd be true success. You know, obviously, there's financial metrics aside. But being able to get a system going where we're not only, you know, growing as a business, but we're also growing, you know, have a, a mechanism and working with the community to grow, uh, you know, people into the area and, uh, you, know, you know, fill the roles that not only we need, but other people need out there. And obviously, uh, you and Anthony have uh, been able to kind of bounce ideas off each other mm-hmm. and leverage it that way. But is there other places you guys go for wise counsel when it comes to decisions about where you're going in the future? Uh, yeah, you know, I'll talk with you know some other people in industry that I've you know worked with. You know, I maybe talk with my previous my previous boss. You know, a lot of it is also just getting out in front of other customers, other business leaders, and just say we're thinking of doing this. You know, well, if my, our customers, do you need this or yes or no? And sometimes you just got to throw things off the wall, you know, like we had an idea of where I talk about those videos, right? Well, you know, I take a video of it and then also turn it into an instructional manual. And certain customers, oh, my gosh, we need that. Let's do that. But I threw that off with three other people. They said no. So, <laughs> but so sometimes you have to, uh, you know, you, you got to just kind of think about things there, and just right? get put yeah. it out there. Right. And don't be, a, you, you know, one no doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Well, before we run out of time today, we're going to switch gears a little bit, and we'll do this in honor uh, of Leslie not being here today. We, she calls it the lightning round, and so oh, we're just boy. going to ask a few questions. Again, the theme of our show, the title is Beyond the Business, but it's people you know, stories you don't. And so we're going to get a little bit of a different perspective on I mean, This is the hard part. I'll be a little kinder than Leslie is, by the way. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask you just a couple quick questions and maybe take uh, a second, and then the first sort of thought that comes to mind. Okay. Um, first one is, who do you most admire in life? My father. Okay, that's a good one. And uh, name something that you are uh, most proud of. Starting this business. Obviously a, a, a big journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe give us some insight on one of the best books you've ever read. Yeah. I would say Blue Ocean Strategy. And do you know the author on that one? That's a new one. We haven't had that yeah, one on the show before. Yeah, it was before. written in the 2006. I could get you an author. The Blue Ocean it. Strategy. Yeah. That's a good, a new one. Yeah. And then the last thing I'm going to ask you is something that's on your bucket list, a place you want to go, something you want to do in life that you haven't had the opportunity to do. Sit in on the drums for you, too. Oh, that's awesome. I like it. We, we have not had still that on for, the show We're still waiting for Larry Mullen to say he's going to retire and they need another drummer. We usually hear spot. like a location over in Europe or yeah. Southeast well, Asia. Could, yeah, we can play Slain like, Castle in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, again, uh, Martin Rolla, thank you for your time. Thank you for your story. Yeah. Uh, President and CEO at Sapiens Automation. You've been listening to Beyond the Business, heard here on 94.3 WSC. And if you happen to miss any of our shows and want to catch up on them, simply go to our website at CoastalWM com and click on the radio icon and until next saturday morning low country have a blessed week thank you for listening to beyond the business on news radio 94.3 wsc tune in next saturday morning at nine o'clock for beyond the business hosted by eric cox and leslie haywood and heard exclusively on news radio 94.3 wsc